Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average oak tree branch can hold 70 pounds. Something you probably do know, your neighbor is building their kid a treehouse. Something you probably don't know, a falling treehouse would take out your whole fence. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. All right, let's do a, a quick heat check here before we start the show. Quick heat check. Uh, how to tell if you are consuming too much right-wing media without saying outright that you consume too much right-wing media. Uh, yeah, I got my uh, psychic hat on. I'm pulling out an envelope. You think signaling virtue is a worse problem than signaling that you're a huge piece of shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the World According to Kyle podcast. How's it going, everybody? It's been a while. As per usual, you can catch me on your various social media platforms as follows. YouTube at KyleMax, Twitter at Kyleverse, Instagram at KyleMax86, Facebook's at KyleMax, Reddit at TWA2K. Questions can be directed to my DMs. You can find me on your major podcast platforms iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser, and Geo Savon. How's it going, everybody? How are you doing? I have a question for you. Uh, that's a little bit out of the boundary. Um, I have to ask you folks out there in the inner, in the interwebs, are you digitiled? <laughs> did you, did you guys see the, uh, lady who, um, was part of like the trucker convoy in, um, in the United States and, um. She was pretty adamant on um, the fact that uh, that we are all digitized. We're being digitized by um, by the people who really run things, and uh, you know, it's quite an interesting thing to think about. Like as of what it actually uh, might mean. But here, let me uh, let me play the audio for you real quick. All right. This is, by the way, from uh, the Good Liars. A uh, great, a great follow if you're into them. But they are doing these um, interviews, I guess, where they're uh, getting the opinion of uh, some of these uh, the best and brightest minds that uh, the trucker convoy has to offer. And uh, this is just one of them by a uh, lady trucker who. <laughs> And no, and no word of a lie. She's uh, driving a truck that that is called the SS Carrier. Oh my god! From you can't make this shit up, folks. 
from uh, Louisville, Texas. And uh, here is what she has to say about what the fuck is going on. Listen. Are you really concerned about right now? I don't want them to digitize us. You don't want them what? To digitize us. I don't want to take medicine that'll hurt people. What was the What was the word you used, though? I haven't heard that. Digital. Digital. Digital? And what, what does that mean? They're trying to ma- they're trying to make us robots. They're trying to make it where we have no choice in nothing to where they control. They can control us from what they put in our bodies. And eventually we'll, we'll actually be robots? According to what they're saying. Not robots, but according to what... They've already got a full man-made working female robot. Are you really concerned? Ah, now, that sounds... One of the best and brightest minds that uh, this um, this freedom convoy has uh, to produce. And now, um, you know, I know it's fun to say. I know it's uh, quiche to say. But I really do strive to be the world's uh, first... A political uh, podcast, um, but that's a little fucking. That's a little t- like, uh, you know, whose side am I gonna be on? Um, you know, it's not uh, the side that is like um, cursing out old ladies in libraries for asking you to wear a mask. Whose side am I on? Um, it's not the side that's gonna uh, pitch Karen Fitz inside of restaurants because uh, they have a certain company policy. Uh, whose side am I on? Uh, it's not the people who are waking up other citizens at 6 a.m. in the morning by uh, honking their horns and... Um, uh, putting out these, like, vague, um, insinuations of freedom that we're supposed to adhere to, even though 90% of the country does not agree with you, uh, whose side am I on? Um, you know, it's not the side that, uh, that thinks, um, that thinks we're living under a dictatorship, uh, because, the vast majority of people agree on taking the coronavirus serious and uh you don't give a shit okay um that's not the side i'm on okay uh and uh and um yeah that's just where we're at i mean um there are maybe some sides of um of the uh of the movement if you want to even call it that that uh, I wouldn't uh, hate, but uh, the fact that it came out of the uh, it, it risen out of the ashes of um, mask mandates is not really something I'm too uh, keen on. Um, as you know before, if you have heard this podcast, that I am uh, a Canadian who believes that uh, Canada um, needs to needs to provide needs to be more of a competitive force against america and needs to stop suffocating our country in red tape so 
as being someone who is very, um, let's just say, uh, libertarian light, as I do uh, know that there are some things that are too big to fail, that there are some things that you need government uh, control for, but you don't need the government regulating every aspect of your business. As someone who uh, holds these beliefs firm, uh, I... Um, you know, I have to reject what the the freedom movement is uh, throwing at me. And there are some people probably who are in it for um, the right reasons. But when you have to, like, I've seen some guy who, like, made it uh, a point. It's like, hey, you know, he took over the microphone one time. It's like, yeah, some people are here for the right reasons. Um when you have to kind of point out that, you know, there are some people who are actually here for the right reasons, probably by and large, the uh, group of people who are you who you are supporting are um, dumbasses and uh, regressing whichever fucking cause you think that you are in favor of. Oh, and now I have to... Uh, Quick shout out, and um, I know this is a theme of the show. Uh, this is, uh, hey, Americans, you don't know anything about this. You don't know anything about what good beer, uh, good what it means to make a good beer. But uh, I am drinking a Kilkenny um, Irish cream ale to uh, uh, to kind of uh, parch the throat to. Uh, alleviate me on one of my only uh days off of the week in order to bring you uh this twa 2k action and uh this is actually my first time having a kill and i'm uh, very impressed like normally when i go for the um for the irish uh beers i'm normally uh thinking uh thinking about some guinea some I'm drinking some uh, guinness stout but uh this is like a um and i'm such a beer snob at this point that <laughs> that this is what i did i seen that uh kilkenny and i heard of it before it is an irish cream ale so i had to uh when i first cracked open my first can which was like about an hour ago uh, I poured it into like a, um, a translucent uh, cup, like a glass cup, so that I can see what it actually looked like. And, you know, seeing what it looked like helped kind of uh, put a mark on the taste. And, uh, and even, and just the rest I drank out of the, out of the can, but I just wanted to, like, you know, look see what it uh looked like and uh smell it uh before before i tasted it it's like a nice amber uh cream ale and um yeah i would totally buy it again like uh this uh kilkenny wow like i'm you know very uh impressed and it does say to serve extra cold which um, I drank the first one, it was okay, and I put the next ones inside of the freezer for about a, an hour before I came on the pod, and it's much better, I have to say. Um, but anyways, I digress. Uh, back to uh, the... Um, um, the, uh, you know, extremists... Uh, the extreme conspirator uh, crowd. Now, 
I get a lot of like uh, people who think that reality is controlled and that some like they're very, you know, that there's people who are like out there uh, controlling how we live our day to day lives. Like what I feel at this point is that it's just like a kind of mental barrier that people have in it like that prevents them from living in a world that they don't understand you know like um like the, the reality is uncertain reality is probabilistic reality is uh nuanced and these people can't handle that they always need to feel as if they are in control of uh of reality or that they understand the controls of reality so i think that by and large is what kind of um what kind of makes conspiratorial thinking uh attractive um that people have a psychological uh disposition to not live in a world they don't understand or an inability to uh to grasp um uncertainty and uh and um improbability in the world and they need to believe that like that that things uh happen for a reason and just in general that people are just really dumb (laughs) and uh and uh they cannot handle like you know, like for me, you know, what's really dumb that a we live in a world that uh, we don't understand that, is, you know, that sometimes you do that sometimes bad people uh, get good results and sometimes good people get bad results and, and vice versa. So so what's more likely that or there's some fucking like Rockefeller, like like JD Rockefeller going to his calendar and going, hmm, okay, uh, today is the day that uh, we're going to um, push the buttons to make uh, Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine. Oh yes, today is today is uh, today is the invade Ukraine day. Okay. Uh, let's set these, uh, let's set these, uh, uh, fucking, uh, black magic, uh, shit in motion to make Vladimir Putin attack the, okay, well, yeah, well, hey, 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 today's the day, J.D. Rockefeller, I marked it down on the calendar, we're gonna have the war in Ukraine, so let's fucking, mo- let's mobilize it, is, like, you know, to think that is reality, that uh were like like you know i think that gives too much credit to people uh, i think people are generally very dumb and very predictable and very uh very self uh self motivated and have self interest in play that that gives way way too much credit to the human species than we deserve that we can honestly sit there and uh and um like plan out fucking like um uh decades long conspiracies that, <laughs> that <laughs> instead of just like it being oh yeah yeah you know putin's fucking dick has gone soft no amount of viagra will make it hard and he has to just 
bomb a bunch of fucking little kids and fucking children and fucking women at uh, at uh, fucking uh, you know hospices uh, because you know essentially his dick is failing to work. See, that is fucking much more uh, uh, realistic and much more, um, that, that, that has, that is much more uh, potential than, uh, than that people are actually controlling our reality and saying they're going to, um, they're going to unleash these plans which, by the way, you would have to, like, for all the fucking shit that conspiracy idiots fucking uh, uh, peddle out there, do you know how much, like, uh, people would have to be involved in this fucking shit? Like, do you know how many people would have to, how many fucking staffers and wait staff and economists and, like, do you... Forget about that. Like, think about these fucking retards who think that, uh, that the, uh, that COVID was planned out. Like, you would need, like, fucking, like, hundreds of doctors in every single country to completely make some horse shit up. And, like, it's just, um, where are we at right now? Like, with, like, it's like, uh, I was telling my friend the other day when I, when I was meeting up with her and we have some conversations about what's going on in the world. And I was telling her, I was just like, you know, we're at the point right now where people can just present, like, um, random guy in his basement saying this and, they and they can present it as some sort of um, as some sort of uh, contrarian opinion to uh, to like something that has been peer reviewed by uh, people who are professionals in in the field and presenting it as if absolutely nothing is wrong with what they are doing. Um, it's pretty bad, and I think, like, uh, and we both agreed, uh, co- contrary to uh, some other people, like, where some other people were saying, oh, yeah, this is progress, and we're on our way to progressing. I think things have never been worse. I think we have, we are on uh, a, um, we are on a fast track to civil war with, like, uh, the polarizing politics and, uh, and what's, and um you know how how people are just willing to believe shit so easily and um not have any not have any real uh firm basis for um like couching their their opinions in 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 fact and uh and and in uh, rigorous study you know like, for instance, like, I wonder how many people's entirety of their personality was literally created by Russian bot farms. Like, I wonder what types of uh, beliefs they would have. Oh, oh, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm pretty sure uh, what types of beliefs they would have if uh, most of their personality was cre- created by Russian bot farms. Like, maybe they would uh, be the types of people who think that uh, cancel culture is a significantly um, bad thing, or that, <laughs> uh, 
or or that uh, that um, that trans athletes are a worse issue than a uh, somebody who's LGBT getting their face punched in because they want to love who they want to love, I guess. But I digress. Like this is uh, this is some sort of what it feels like to me is just some. Um, uh, some people who are playing up like the fringe elements of uh, what's going on and pretending like it's a worse problem than it actually is. Like, and me, uh, like I said, I strive to be a apolitical show. And now, what it means to be apolitical for me is to truly not be reliant on. Um, on frameworks or to uh truly not be reliant on a uh on leanings or some side or what they're playing up right now i want to just when i when when twa2k says that it's the world's first apolitical podcast um what i like to be is just looking at the issues plainly and forgetting about what uh, the extremes of one side are saying, what the extremes of the other side are saying, and kind of um, look at um, look at the data. And now, I certainly want to, wouldn't want to be somebody who um, who is um, like uh, constricted to believing in uh, academia or always thinking that uh, academics are right because there's a lot of bullshit involved in academia like there's um, but what it has to do with is often the the when the bullshit is is often stuff that um, like psychology for instance uh, psychology is a soft science um, when we're talking about um, pharmaceuticals for instance are some sort of a soft science now what the people on um the so-called pro-science people on the right who uh, uh are anti-vax what they're doing wrong is they are not citing peer-reviewed studies as uh doctrine what they're doing is they're nitpicking um nitpicking things that agree with their uh preconceived stances on uh the vaccine and on covid and they're playing those up as if those are the norm but uh so now uh, an example where the where um where they are right where they're correct or they might be correct is uh is the trans issue where they have um, trans um, men, bio, uh, men who um, men who are, have their sex, their sex they were born as men, and they transition into women, uh, and, and you know, but they still have the bodies of men. If they are competing against women in women's sports. Then that would offer a huge um, physiological and biological advantage to the man. Now, uh, now the left would like to say that uh, um, that what you feel is what you are, but there, I mean, 
I'm a very chill person, and I believe that uh, if somebody isn't causing a problem, then it should be no problem. That um, we have to look at um, isolated instances of um, violence and terrorism as isolated instances, and then draw conclusions if the isolated instances seem to match a certain uh, type or a certain characteristic and uh right now we're not seeing that like from um from trans people and uh like say a trans person who wants to identify as a woman we're not seeing these kind of like things that the right has warned us about but i think it's a digression and it's a regression of women's rights to have um you know, biological men who just want to identify as females perform against females and just and crush the competition. Now, uh, you know, there's uh, yeah, there's like some wiggle room inside of there where I feel like if uh, the reverse has happened and a um, a biological woman wants to identify as a man and then compete in men's i think men are okay with that and they you know i mean i like i mean physiology has such an important role on who we are and uh that i think i i wouldn't fear her getting killed in the ring but if she wants to do that and prove herself at that level that's fine that's fine but i think that um but I think that um, by I think it's a digression to feminism and to women's rights that uh, while women are trying to um, you know become more equal to men, that they're having you know biological men slap them down essentially, and um, you know I would love to hear some female responses on this, and but I mean I think like it's not just um, it's not just cut and dry like you're a bigot if uh, if you if you don't think that um, uh, uh, somebody who was born a man and transitioned into a woman. If they should, if they shouldn't compete with women, maybe there should be like some sort of trans division of a, of um of uh of sports or some like you know um you know mo- uh, uh um uh mediated division of sports where there's like yeah you, you you know there's not quite male or female and I don't think you should be able to identify as a female and perform or be able to identify as a female and you're you were a biological male and and perform against other but i mean that's a very like nitpicky thing i think by and large that um uh that that there's been a lot of uh trans panic uh so to speak that there has been a lot of like um over worrying about uh about trans people fitting into society and i think like if you are just uh cool and if you are just um expressing yourself how you want to express yourself 
that by and large, like, I mean, you know, the trans community represents uh, even uh, um, I'm friends with a lot of gay people and I'm uh, I've met trans people before. But, uh, you know, I'm friends with a lot of gay people with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of gay and lesbian individuals. Uh, but like even they don't know exactly how to uh, approach approach this uh this trans issue with sports but i feel like a lot of right-wing people play it play it up more than it needs to be while ignoring the fact that um you know it's not uh it it's not uh it's not like the buffalo bills who are going out and um you know, uh, mowing down fucking, uh, grade schools. Uh, it's not like the, it's not these, um, it's, it's not these stereotypes that we, that we've worried about from the trans, from the trans community, like, you know, luring people into, into washrooms. Like that shit is not happening. What is happening is fucking, uh, you know, whiny fucking white people doing uh murdering um murdering innocent children and stuff because they couldn't get laid <laughs> you know and a lot of these uh a lot of these uh protests and um you know how all these protests have these uh fucking like uh chants and shit is like uh stop the steal trudeau's a dictator or it's like <laughs> all i hear is I can't get laid. I'm white and unhappy. <laughs> like that. That's a, like, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I really hear. What's like my, you know, you know, when you have, when I have my like bullshit detector on and operating <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's kind of what, that's, that's what I hear instead of like all these, uh, three word chants. You got to search for the, search for the, uh, Freudian, uh, slip and the Freudian meaning behind, uh, behind what, behind what these chants are, 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 are going on. Uh, and then, you know, you kind of insert your own little, uh, three word chant into it and it sounds is like, oh, okay, yeah, that, uh, that matches kind of what, I. I think these idiots are fucking trying to protest. Now, on the uh, um bashing the left a little bit cuz uh lord knows I love to do that. Just hasn't the opportunity hasn't presented itself uh as much. Um, people who get caught in political imprisonment. I gotta try and be careful with this. I gotta try and coach what I, uh... <laughs> I gotta try and coach the most extreme versions of myself in this. But, um... Like, what... Who are these people who, uh get caught in um these political imprisonments like those michaels in uh fucking uh north korea and uh now this uh britney griner this wmba star in russia it's like are you fucking paying attention to what's going on 
I mean, it might save you a couple thousand dollars to fucking go through Russia, but are you even fucking looking at what's going on? And maybe Brittany Griner's a lesser example of this. Um, it's fantastic, uh, fantastic women's basketball player, by the way. Uh, you know, I don't know how I would do in women's basketball. I'm wondering, like, if I would, uh, if I, like, if I would be a star in women's basketball. Um, uh, who knows? But it's a good thing for women to have, uh, to have female, um, to have female role models who aren't just like whores, <laughs> you know. Uh, but so hers was kind of like hers was more of an excusable um, disposition to have gotten caught in than uh, the dude in North Korea. Like the dude in North Korea was trying to steal like uh, state propaganda signs. Like, and you think you're not like. Have some awareness of the fucking political uh, landscape that you're living in, of the political times that uh, that you're living in, and understand that hey, there's this fucking psychopath uh, dictator who um, may take any minor offense very seriously. Uh, perhaps we should. Um, well, first, we shouldn't have fucking gone there to begin with. But second, we did go there. Let's fucking uh, tiptoe around eggshells during this tumultuous time. Uh, that would have been the smart thing to do. <laughs> but the um, the dumb thing to do would have been to, to go and try and steal uh, propaganda posters. Uh, from this North Korean dictatorship who the motherfucker who is in charge of is uh, executing people for not fucking folding his napkins properly. Ah! I don't mean to say you deserved it. I really don't. But, um... Could have made better choices in life. <laughs> that, I think, um... That, I think, is indisputed. Um, Alright, so, um, politics! How is it going? How, um, now, how are the, uh, how is the war turning out? Um, could be better, I guess. Um, I just wanted to make one thing clear. Like, um... You know, this world, like, forces you to, uh, rethink yourself, rethink your strategies, uh, rethink who you are aligned with, and I think, like, if you are a right-winger and, uh, you know, who is Trump aligned with? Trump was aligned with Putin, Trump was aligned with, um, Kim Jong-il, uh, Trump was aligned with all these socialist dictators, and, um, Biden and Obama were not. And I think, like, um, whatever you want to say about the situation, I think having Trump uh, as a president inside of this situation would have been probably a lot worse than uh, what we have right now. So I'm at least thankful for the fact that uh, 
that Obama um, that Obama is in office. And you know what? There would have been a time where I was uh, more socialist leaning. That, like, okay, I'm somebody who uh, would probably do well in socialism and or. Uh, let me re re coach this. Uh, I'm I'm someone who would probably do uh, better, uh, um, in if there was like a good socialist environment. Um, I feel like a lot of my uh, a lot of why I haven't taken off and a lot of who I am and um, is because like there uh, uh, there are free. They're like free market forces and growing up in certain situations and stuff like that. I feel like I would have been better off inside of a uh, inside of a socialist um, society, a more socialist society that was uh, operating well. Um, for instance, I do not think that uh, capitalism is a meritocracy. I think that if you are born into a better situation, it yields better results for you. But, I mean, I don't think that uh, if you're born into a poor situation, but you work your, but you prove yourself and work your ass off, that that... Um, uh, is a better alternative than have um, than have been born in a socialist uh, place, which kind of treats everybody. But all that being said, all that being said, there's no version of socialism that um, that I feel is like um, like I should join that, or I would like being a part of that, or, you know, if the playing field was level, I th I feel like I could rise, I could rise, uh, in that environment. Probably China is the closest, but they have a shit ton of problems with, uh, pollution and overpopul- and overpopulation and shit. So, the thing is, like all the all this hate coming uh coming to um, capitalism in the free market. Well, socialism still runs off money. Still, socialism still runs off the economy and selling shit and selling shit to the West at uh at, at cheap price cheap prices and constantly uh uh producing it. For me, I have not seen a um. A version of socialism which uh, which is compelling enough for me to willfully leave a uh, a Western democracy and this is something that I would have done before and you know what it's not uh, the the fault of Western propaganda why why this has happened it is a it is a fault and it is a failing uh, of socialism it is a fault and it is a failing of leftism. It is a fault and it is a failing uh, of com of communism and it just ha and it just hasn't worked. And it hasn't worked that way. And even uh even the um even the uh uh most advanced uh socialist societies still have to work off capitalism and selling shit to the west and and all that. So, I mean, you know, is it the fault of Western propaganda that P 
people feel this way or is it uh is it the implementation is it the implementation of socialism right i mean it's, it's one of those things where it sounds good on paper but does it lead to a corruption that is far worse and uh that it, that we don't uh that we don't necessarily want so ladies and gentlemen, I ask once again, are you digitaled? Alright, um, here, uh, before we get into the, the back of the show, let's just do a quick, uh, a quick crypto update. Let's do a quick tales from the crypts. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> tales from the crypt. Oh, um, I've been seeing a lot of uh, crypto hate and uh and a lot of like crypto hate. Like I I'm I'm subscribed to like a good amount of like uh, pro crypto channels and that, but I've I I think I'm seeing too much of a um a baseline rejection of crypto as an overall Ponzi scheme and shit. Like and. Now, I just want to say before we continue with the rest of the show that taking a good and honest look at crypto right now and me taking like a, uh, you know, bird's eye view, a God's eye view at uh, crypto, I would say at the very least it's a 50-50 whether crypto is a future or not. And I would say lean more into the fact, into the... um, into the side that it is than that it isn't you know like i think a lot of people um i think a lot of people who are anti-crypto just prop up like the worst of the worst like they prop up the uh the nft scams they prop up the uh metaverse scams and they don't look at what's really going on in crypto and they uh and the um how how it will help how it will help the future and the um the potential of like the uh of the fruition of these ideas much like uh the computer back in the late 80s where it was just like something that was just like why would you read your newspaper on a computer when you have a newspaper right here and it just seems so out of nowhere but i mean it's uh but but it's but the uh continuation of it is just an inevitable and i'm definitely a lot more bullish than i am bearish on it like i mean like um literally my positions have not changed if you've been here before if you see uh, if you've watched some of my crypto centric episodes that my positions are not changed. Uh, we might be down in some, we might be up in some, but those are my positions, and I haven't faltered from them. So, um, keep up with it. Keep up with it. Um, I, I, f- I'm feeling very good about what's going on right now. Uh, you know, I, and I don't think a lot of that is entangled with my. Uh, the prices that I got it in exactly. Uh, I think it, I, I think that um, the positions that we have 
are um, very good, are very solid for um, the future of crypto, and that we have a lot of, and that um, the positions we are in are pretty diverse, and we have a lot of potential here, and we have one big, big hoochie mama that we are <laughs> that 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 we have that um, we feel has been suppressed and is about to come out strong. So don't listen to don't listen to the crap. There's there's a lot of bullshit around right now and there's a lot of bullshit in crypto right now. But what I'm bringing you and the plays that I'm bringing you are not the bullshit plays. I mean, I uh like I said last episode, one of these ones I um I bought into right away and it's up another one i bought into right away and it's down so you have a little bit of little bit of plus and a little bit of minus from here as far as uh your buy-in uh point but all things stay the same and um what i uh what i like is what i like and nothing has shook me off of that um there were a couple assets which i sold um as you know as you folks know, and I, as I, as I hope you folks have been following, that um, my highest leverage position and the position that I have the most um, of, m- most percentage of my portfolio of is XRP, and I uh, have been working that up, and now uh, I've bought a couple assets which I sold uh, in order to buy more XRP to, like I told you. Um, my last episode, my XRP position was probably close to sixty percent of my portfolio. Now I am working it up. Now, since I feel like there's a lawsuit kind of winding down and shit like that, we talked about it the last episode. I worked my position up to about seventy to seventy-five percent. Now, two of the positions that I sold on uh, in my portfolio uh and exchange them for xrp so two of those positions are uh my jade protocol and my orai um there were like five percent positions i liquidated those and put them into and putting them into xrp so i don't know what you guys are doing but that is kind of what uh, I I feel like this is uh, this is kind of the time of uh, that this is a time where we're getting kind of close to the end right here, and uh, and you want to have your your solid your solid positions your solidified positions intact and. Uh, a couple of the other ones that I bought were more speculative, and I thought maybe they had a chance of running before XRP came, uh, before a lot of the news with the XRP had came into fruition. But now uh, XRP had a major win in the court, and we're waiting for the emails. If we get the emails, then... Um, if we get the emails, then pretty much it's smooth sailing, which I, I, I believe they will. Which uh, the other position, the fair notice defense, was the one I was worried about, which a judge ruled on in our favor. So 
Right now, I'm working up my XRP to be about 75% of my total portfolio with a lot of other shit, with the shit we talked about before, minus what I sold to the ORAI and the Jade, which were small percentages of my portfolio, which I sold to bolster up my XRP. So, that was it. It's a quick tales from the crypto. Um, so, once again, folks... Are you digitized? Are, are you digitized? You know what? I think I was pretty digitized uh, last weekend. Um, I had a... <laughs> I, I might have been fucking super digitized last weekend. Because... Um, Alright, so we had a um, Secret Santa meeting where we all exchanged our Secret Santas. And now most of the time... Um, our secret Santas go in January because, like, of the family stuff that's happening. This time, our secret Santas happened in uh, March <laughs> because of, uh, you know, a lot of different um, external factors, uh, as you could imagine. So, we had our secret Santas, and uh, one of my secret Santas was terrific. She's one of my best friends, uh, and she um, and she gave me a uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, sunglasses, which she knows I'm a big Bengals fan. A Cincinnati Bengals football, and uh, and uh, she also gave me a couple edibles. Um, <laughs> Uh, a cup. So there were cookies and uh, two cookies, and each cookie was a hundred and thirty-five milligrams. Um, and holy shit! So uh, I ate it. I ate one of the edibles, and um, I was kind of hungry at the time, right? So I was uh, I was very like I, I ate half of it. I'm just like, oh, this is really tasty, and I ate the other half of it, and I didn't really think much about it. And it was while I was in the middle of like cooking some dinner, and so I uh, I was making some pasta, and so I ate the pasta, and it was just such a lingering like um, after the pasta or while I'm eating the pasta, I could just feel this like. <laughs> um, this like um numbingness and this um this um like my body limbs becoming fucking completely uh <laughs> like completely numb <laughs> and uh so i um so i uh so one of the things that like really um catapulted catapulted my buzz into like the next um the next phase was like i was watching some did you guys see the uh russian um the putin like um pro-war rally where you know it was inside of like the uh, an arena and uh you know putin was delivering his propaganda speeches and um it was like uh it was like you could tell like a lot of the people a lot of people were there but most of those people were forced to be there <laughs> so i uh so i was dealing with that so like that kind of like i was watching that happen in real time 
and like my edible was kicking in and uh i was just like fuck this and uh had to basically just like lay down in bed for like 12 hours straight and uh and kind of just chill there so it was it was good but it was bad i would say like 135 milligrams is too much for me um you know i don't want to be in the fetal position um thinking horrible thoughts even though they might be very warranted considering because uh, <laughs> considering the times we're living we're living in but um that was all right um it was nice when my one um one of my uh friends who never gets high off of edibles he uh he actually like I gave him the other cookie, so I had one and I ate it all one thirty five as dumb as that may have been, and I gave him the other half, and he's a person who does not get high off of uh off of edibles, and he actually ate the one thirty five and he actually said he felt a buzz off it, so glad to have uh to have helped. In any way I've could, I could, I could because um, I think it would have just given me insane PTSD to have done that other edible again. So once again, I must ask you: Are you digitized? Um, one last topic we'll uh, hammer on is um, the um, NFL free agency. Now, before we get on that, uh, March Madness is the fucking hot button thing. Um, and I'm just, let, let me just float this idea out here, um, right now. Is fucking one and done eliminations really the best way to do a March Madness tournament? Like, I mean, uh, it's good, it's it's fun. It leads to a lot of excitement, but does it let the best team win? Maybe we should have two or best of um, three series. Like with basketball, I think it's just two. Like somebody could get um, could get hot shooting, and all of a sudden, you know, your stacked team is fucking dead in the water because uh, you know you got two less rebounds than you were uh, than you were supposed to. I would think if we were trying to have a um, have the fairest possible way, it might not be a best of three series because just having one game for a um, for a tournament for and having um, having that just be the be all end all. Is that really you know? Is that really the best uh, you know? a way to um to reward somebody is just you know the hottest shooting team you know gets to advance i think uh you know if you shoot hot two games out of three fuck yeah you deserve to advance so basketball's uh um you know 
a lot like that where you just ja- your threes are hitting and then you fucking win. Like, uh, you know, you can't do that two out of three games. You can do that one game, definitely. But um, perhaps it is time for us to uh, to uh, rework what it, uh, what we mean by a um, NCAA champion. Let me just float that out there. Um, now... Speaking of floating shit out there, wow! Um, free agency in the NFL. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of floating ideas out into the ether, let me float this one out to you, folks, and see how uh, see how you feel about this one. Excuse me, I had to build up for that. Now, is Denver Broncos? After having acquired Russell Wilson, still the worst team in the AFC West somehow. Just floating it out there. Just floating it out there. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go float with this take or not, but um, it's possible. (laughs) it's definitely possible and now i have to give my uh chef's kiss uh best fucking off season ever (laughs) i uh absolutely loved what Devontae adams did you know what i like when aaron Rodgers signed that stupid huge deal and when i seen like okay well Green Bay's not going to win the title ever, <laughs> paying Aaron Rodgers all that much money. Um, I thought of that as like a huge slight to Devontae Adams and that he was a very large part of what helped um, Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers because Devontae was just... Uh, so good that um, that he was just such a security blanket for Aaron Rodgers and for Aaron Rodgers to demand that much that is really fucking over your team and your team's ability to uh, be able to uh, to win again you know like it's not um, it's not just cut and dry, like where uh, where you pay the best quarterback the most amount of money. It's like the quarterback is worth a lot, but is he worth twenty five percent of your total team salary? Like Aaron Rodgers, if you want to look at what is preventing your team from being able to uh, make deep postseason runs, look in the goddamn mirror. Look in the fucking mirror at yourself and how much you are demanding out of the team. That's it. That's why the team is struggling with financial constraints is having to live up to your max salary expectations. And what exactly are you delivering when everything's all on the line? And I've said this before because I am a fucking die-hard Bengals fan. Because I'm a die-hard Bengals fan. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback who happens to play football. Joe Burrow is a football player who happens to play quarterback. 
okay? And if you cannot fucking tell the difference between those two things that I just told you, then God help you. Go ahead and bet Green Bay fucking uh, plus 1100 to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> You're, it's not happening, okay? Um, but me, I'm going to fucking pivot. I'm going to slide to left. And I'm going to fucking bet on the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And I w- as a Bengals fan, I did not expect what happened last year. I did not expect what happened last year, but I'm grateful for it. We are the only um, team that has um, severe potential that improved during the offseason that um, that didn't get worse. We're the only top five team that didn't get worse during the offseason. Um, and I think that the only weakness that the Cincinnati Bengals had, they got good at. So the only weakness that the Cincinnati Bengals had was the offensive line. And they got good at that. And now, look the fuck out. I'm just telling y'all right now, I will be betting on it um, this week. Right now, it is plus 2,200 for the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I am expecting a repeat performance. I am expecting... um, I'm expecting the Cincinnati Bengals to move to move through, and um, for us to go into the off season and free agency and acquire um, and acquire fucking Karras, uh, Kappa, and Lyle Collins for our offensive line was probably about the best case scenario that we could have possibly imagined while we uh we put we put uh we we put jesse bates on the franchise tag we might have to re-sign him next year um we put jesse bates on the franchise tag it might have been better off to extend him at a cheaper value now but i cannot think of a of a team that had a better um off season than the cincinnati Bengals. So, well, I think I think Buffalo is our, one of our only threats in the AFC. Um, I'm putting my the smart money right now. I'm putting my money on fucking Bengals right now to win the Super Bowl. I was a little pissed off that I had my money on Chargers last year. I just thought that um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a work in progress with. Uh, with Joe Burrow, but I mean, he showed you what he was capable of, and Cincinnati's got all the pieces in place. They have the best team in the NFL. They have the most chemistry, the most, um, the most, uh, the clickness. They're clicking together uh, right now. So, at plus twenty two hundred, we're fucking taking it. We're taking it right now because I don't think it's getting fucking any lower. <laughs> And if it gets any lower, we're gonna buy the dip. So I'm, um, I while I don't think it because they Cincinnati always drafts good, and everybody's always hating Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a bad organization. They have bad ownership. They have bad this. They have bad that. That was just a masterful, a uh, masterful free agency. And the last in, if you want to take it, the last two free agencies in a row. Like, where they have acquired um, amazing talent. 
So we got our money on the Cincinnati Bengals next year. And um, what is it right now? So uh, I'm going to have a couple hundred on them. Um, let me let me figure out what it is right here. So uh, uh, so times. Okay, so if you put $100 on the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl right now, if they win, you get 2300 And, like, the people that they have ahead of them, the teams that they have ahead of them are seriously an embarrassment. They have fucking Baltimore Ravens ahead of them. Like, they have Kansas... Kansas City took a step back in free agency. Tyreek Hill left to go to the Miami Dolphins. And you have fucking, uh, and you have Kansas City, Kansas City ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals, guys, guys, it's our year, it's our year, we are going to fucking do this. So let's, you know, before I didn't, I was uncertain. Last year I gave you the, um, last year I gave you the Los Angeles Chargers as. Uh, as the pick, as the pick to win the Super Bowl. This year. This year there's no uncertainty. There, There's very little uncertainty. And the Cincinnati Bengals are the play. Are the play to win the Super Bowl. Come join us. Come celebrate in the uh, money. Bet them to win the Super Bowl. And I feel like. They got a pretty good chance of making it out of the AFC. The uh, the team that I'm worried the most about is the Buffalo Bills. But I don't think if like even if the the worst case scenario comes out of the NFC, which would be the Rams, which would be the um, super pass rushing antithesis to the Bengals, like it was the last Super Bowl which I said the Rams were the worst matchup for the Bengals last Super Bowl. If the Rams happen to pop their head up um, in the next Super Bowl versus the Bengals, I think the Bengals fucking got this one because they we just improved so much on the offensive line that it, uh, it cannot be overlooked. Like um, the average, um, the average um, pass blocking, run blocking grade, for uh, who he had before was under all three signings in free agency that the Cincinnati Bengals had. So every single, and this is considering that the Cincinnati Bengals have terrific O-line coaching with Frank Pollock from fucking, uh, from the Indianapolis Colts. So there's something for you to stew on. So, Come join us, make money with us, and make money with the TWA2K Army. Once again, follow me. Follow me on YouTube at Kyle Max, on Twitter at KyleVerse, on Instagram at KyleMax86, on Facebook at KyleMax, on Reddit at TWA2K. And let's get this paper together, fam. That was the World According to Kyle podcast. I hope you had a fantastic evening 
and we'll see you all again on the next one. Take care, y'all.